are we going to start? We should figure out what we're going to do to start. You I know, haven't it... I haven't thought about it at all. That's okay. I can ramble. It's uh it's interesting, Graham. I played Uncharted two when it came out in two thousand nine. Okay. And you know it was like all the rave back in the day. Did you play when it came out? I did not. Yeah, you would have been. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I didn't and know the I... PlayStation back then. Yeah. Uh, great, amazing game, and really, I think very monumental for like that generation um, of video games. I know it's pretty influential. And then I played uh, Uncharted One afterwards, and then I stopped, and I haven't played uh, Uncharted really in like ten years. Wow, <laughs> or almost ten years now. So it was really an experience going back to playing Uncharted Three now, and it's like. Why did I stop playing these amazing games? You yeah, know? they're they're honestly pretty great. Um, I know. And now it's like, oh, I want to go out and uh, get Uncharted Four. I want to get the uh, um remastered, the, the remastered, and just play and play Uncharted Two again for the trophies. So, um, yeah, I it's just um, it's 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 interesting because it's not. It it blends the line so well between, like, film and game. I find. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can go into that more when we actually start the review. <laughs> that yeah. was just a little teaser. Yeah. It's, All uh... right. Let's cue the intro. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about um, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, um, which originally launched in uh, 2011 for the PlayStation 3, um, which is the version I played. And Graham, you played the remastered version. Yeah, so I played it on the one that came out, what, two years ago? 2016, I believe. Okay. Let me double check that, but I believe that's correct. Yeah. So oh, I, 20, 2015. 2015. It came out wow. pretty early in the PS4's life cycle, I guess. Yeah. It came out before the fourth one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I've played a little bit of one, a little bit of two, now all of three, and I also played through four, like all the way. And when did you play through four? I played it, I want to say pretty close to launch. Okay. How did how does four compare to three? Just out of curiosity, like it's been it's been a little while, but um, four is a like four is extremely polished. Mm. Like these games are good, but like the animation fidelity and like us like graphics, um, and vastly improved stealth. Ah, yeah, that's one thing I feel like definitely did feel improved ab- above. Um, number two, I haven't played four at all, so I'm working off really old knowledge, but I can definitely see room for improvements for stealth for sure. I can remember a lot in two, um, there's like four stealth sections actually pretty early on in the game. Mm -hmm. And if you get caught, it's a, like an instant game over. You just die. Yeah. Well, it, I I found with this game, there, there were times where you could use it, but nowhere where you necessarily had to use it. Yeah, and so on my first playthrough, I didn't really utilize it all that well, but now as I'm going through on crushing, 
I am making use of every opportunity <laughs> that I can to um, avoid firefights. And um, that's the kind of stealth I like best, I think, of like, y there are, it's a stealth section, but if you fail, you don't necessarily lose. You have to just then fight more enemies. Yeah, it's, it's but, good. Yeah. Now, I think one thing that, just like one little nitpick with this stealth is that like I find if if you've got like one enemy remaining and he sounds the alarm, then it starts that whole wave of enemies. Yeah, it's, it's it, not like you only it, have that one guy to fight. Yeah, it's pretty unforgiving actually. Like, um, like if you don't really have a lot of opportunity to like take out somebody who's seen you no. before they alert everybody. It's like oh they see you and then everyone sees you. Um, so that that could be a little frustrating sometimes. The 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 window there is very small. So yeah. But um yeah, so I guess what how do we want to start this? I I love this game. Um it's it's the it, to me I found it was perfectly paced in in regards to like you go to a couple of couple locations in the game, but each location's only like in like two or three chapters so the pacing is is as well for playing it over like multiple sessions which i did yeah um but it's also a very short game or i would say standard length um i think we both beat it in under eight hours um i think you beat it in seven gram and then i took a little bit longer because i was getting some of the the treasures yeah um and it uh that like that to me that's a really good length for a game and um, particularly the late game, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was a really good, it was a really good length for the kind of story that it wanted to tell. Like it, it kind of got in, it told its story. You had some really awesome set pieces. You had some good character moments, and then it knew end to end. Yeah, and and one thing I really liked as well in regards to like the locations, they felt very um, un uncharted ish if that makes sense like i like i've only played one and two right and one's almost like entirely all in like the jungle and yeah. then two two is a little bit more like you get some in the city at the beginning i think and then you're pretty much in the mountains the rest of the game um they have the train set piece and all that but this one it's like you start off in london then you go to france in this like old castle and then you go to um isn't it oh, uh israel uh, Syria, maybe. Syria. So yeah, mi like Middle East, and then and then you get captured by oh, and then you go to Yemen, and then you get captured by pirates, and then you go back to the middle of the desert, and so like lots of lots of changing um, locations, and it felt like a bit of a more modern tale. Um, hmm. And and one thing that's interesting as well is that um, the supernatural aspects were very low in this game. They were um, pretty high in other games. Yes. Yeah, and like the first two games, you are essentially like there are times when you fight like zombie-like creatures, um, and so this one I'm almost, I would say almost none of it at all. Um, like the little, yeah. Like like they 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 make reference to one of the antagonists like having some sort of like regenerative powers, I think. Yeah, which is never really touched on again. No. Yeah, but um, especially because you're able to kill him later on. Later on, yeah. <laughs> but 
No, like, because even in, like, the second game, there are those, like, gorilla people, right? Uh, y- uh yeah. Yes, that's right. Like, Yeti-like people? Right, that are defending the, the Fountain of Youth, I think it was, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and in the first game, you fight, like, literal, like, zombies. Uh, well, more like, like, Left 4 Dead zombies. <laughs> Zombified. Yeah, creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, with like a yeah a cursed artifact type thing, and so like um they make re- like there is a it, the plot basically the plot is uh there's this secret city that you're trying to find, um but the city got destroyed because of this artifact in the water system that made made everybody go crazy essentially, and they they give some reference to it being like um. Uh, a demon or a jinn, I think they said, that was yeah. trapped in its in this vessel, and then cast into the water, uh, and that that its evil is making everybody go crazy. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's never it's never elaborated on. It's never uh, confirmed either. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Like the the crux of the story is not necessarily about that item. Um, it's more about um really i think it's more still a a story about sully and drake yeah um, and their relationship yeah because yeah no because there's the whole section where you learn about their backstory and you learn about yeah like should it's basically the question of how loyal is sully and what what really is the nature of their relationship right and does drake push sully too much yeah I mean, that's kind of a continual question: is how far will Drake go? Yeah, um, they 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 kept they kept bringing that up, of like, when are you going to stop this particular quest? But yeah. I never really got the reasoning of why it would be a bad thing to continue. Um, I like they they it it it, it was it felt to me like they were trying to paint his motivations as wrong. Um. But I didn't really feel like Nate's reasons for continuing on were all that. Well, I think it's not necessarily that his motivations are wrong. It's the single-minded de- nature of it. Mm. Like how he, he pursues the goal at all costs. Right. To a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, that's, like, you're pushing Sully. Like, he really shouldn't be doing this. That kind of... It's yeah. like the the gnawing at the edges, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you see the impact that it had on Nate's relationship with uh, Elena, um, who I guess they got married or like were engaged or something to that effect. Yeah, that happened between games. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and, and so yeah, it. it um, it was interesting because it's it's again it's not like Nate was going after the item or anything like that. Um, you they they kind of say they're going after treasure, but once you get there, really, it's like it's not, it's more about just having found the place. And and I I understood Drake's motivation to be um, he's trying to figure out you know why his ancestor Sir Francis Drake you know uh, this little mystery in his life. Yeah. And to me, that made a more like a more personal reason to search for uh, the lost city. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't a pure treasure hunt. 
mm-hmm. which I think is probably good. So, because that's not really like that's kind of Drake's nature, but it's not his whole reason for finding something usually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess it wasn't really until about halfway through the game that that I felt like it really broke away from what I had understood to be like not necessarily uncharted but like a third person shooter um uh, yeah particularly where you get like uh you get captured by pirates that's where the game really picks up mhm and it it does a lot of um really unique and interesting ways of changing the combat up um, cuz i feel like most thir- third person shooters are like okay here's your layout here's the map layout here's the cover points and then just like progress but once you hit that chapter, there are a couple of sections where it's just, here's a big open square, run around and fight the way you want to fight. And in this instance, um, there's like waves that are sometimes moving the maps up and down, or you're swimming in the water to get to a different location. Um, so like the the levels of height of you and your enemies are constantly shifting, and uh, you can be easily flanked from any angle. So you're constantly on the move. Um, uh, and just really, really intensified the combat. Yeah. And it really made it feel dramatic and actually kind of threatening. So you felt kind of at a disadvantage or especially like when everything's shifting and changing around you, you really have to adapt on the fly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get surrounded too. And, um, they've definitely, uh, amped up the hand-to-hand combat. Um, as well, which um, made things even harder because if you, if you get flanked and somebody locks you into hand-to-hand combat, in a sense, it's like uh, you're easily accessible to everybody else on the map to shoot you. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to kind of pick your battles and pick your times to to fight in hand-to-hand, or just to move and try and get uh, get get the distance to get a shot off. Yeah. No combat was. Definitely, like, there's a good amount of tactical of you can't really stay in one place forever. Um, I think there was only, like, a handful of times where I really got stuck on a combat mm-hmm. mission. Mm-hmm. The one part in, like, the airplane hangar section where you're trying to board the airplane. That one was... I, I had a little bit of confusion at that point. Um, because, like, the the motivation or, like, the... I felt the game was telling me just to run, but after like a half dozen tries of trying to run, I just kept like dying three seconds in. So I figured out that you had to like shoot and run at the same time. Are you talking about before that? I think I'm talking about before that. Yes. that Yeah. Okay. I know the section you're talking about. Where there's like a couple crates stacked on top of each other. So snipers and stuff get up on top mm-hmm. and then there's heavy guys at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that. I know the point you're talking about. That one was tough. Yeah. Yeah, that one had me... That had me probably for like almost an hour. Oh, wow. Really? Like it was... Part of it was... I did it in two parts. One was very late at night. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I was just banging my head against a wall. <laughs> um, yeah. But... And then the, the next day I was able to do it pretty easily. But it still took a good number of tries. What difficulty were you playing on? I was playing on easy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I was playing on normal, and I was near the end of the game, getting a little frustrated. 
Yeah, um, like it is. I thought you were playing on crushing. Oh, I am now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I am currently playing it, and actually, it's I'll probably get into this later, but it's not that it's not so bad so far. But okay. Um. Yeah. yeah even on normal. Even on easy. <laughs> yeah. No. Like even on. I don't know, it didn't seem to matter. You are still. If you got out in the open, you would get shot a bunch and die. Yeah. 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 No. It. Um. I think you were talking about like how the guns didn't really, f- or like you were struggling to hit stuff. Um, when I first started playing in the London Underground, I found the pistols and like specifically when you're zoomed in and aiming, I found that to be, I don't know how to describe it. It didn't feel like, it felt like my sensitivity was off. Hmm. Like, like uh, the movement was slower than what I would naturally do. But I, I, I kind of got over that um, as I got more used to it, I think. Um, uh, but I still feel like maybe maybe it was like that particular weapon. But um, yeah, it, at first it felt very off. But uh, as I progressed more, I got more used to it. And um, I, I find that like the combat's really, really good. <laughs> Um, even like even like the blind firing or running and gunning, the game does a really good job of auto aiming. To yeah. be honest, um, which makes it more beneficial to actually use those. Um, Especially the blind fire, I found like using a shotgun with blind fire was very effective. Yeah. Whereas like in another game like like Mass Effect, like blind fire is practically useless. Or like I don't know if Mass Effect does that actually. Like uh. Um, like Gears of War, it's practically useless, right? You're just shooting like in a big circle. This one, even with running and gunning, it's like if you're kind of like aiming your cursor kind of backwards, Nate will kind of shoot, like mm-hmm. literally move his hand and like shoot as you're running away, um, which and then you'll get the solid hit and easily kill somebody with running and gunning. Um, which is which, not something you expect. No, no, not at all. Um, but it, it amps up the um, intensity because those times where you're running and gunning, it's normally because you have to, right? The the building's on fire, or you got to catch the plane, or you're finally surrounded, so you got to move. Um, it makes it makes it feel rewarding and like a viable alternative to finding cover and taking fire or, or shooting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely helps to make the game feel dynamic. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the puzzles in the game? Um, I thought they they were pretty enjoyable, especially like the ones in the later section of the game where you're like the room with all the body parts. Oh, that one was weird. <laughs> yeah. It you know, it took a little while, but I re- thought that was a really clever puzzle. Um or the one where like there's the spinning circles and you have to like crossover where there's those slats in the walls and oh you yeah see with through the gears. them yeah, yeah like all the puzzles in that section were really really interesting but the one where it was just like push the pillar didn't really seem like it was that much of a puzzle hmm. right the one in um the middle east like before yemen push the pillar it was literally just push the middle pillar oh yes okay yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one the one thing I have to say with the puzzles is that I wish the I wish the solutions were more in the environment 
not necessarily in your journal. Um, okay. Like the answers are literally all in your journal. Um, and I guess uh, I don't really find that to be, I mean, sometimes it makes sense or it's, it's okay, but I would, I, I guess I found, okay, I was just looking at the journal. All right. That's the answer rather than okay. using like the environmental clues um, around me to figure it out. Um, a good example of that would be the gears one that you just talked about, where you have to climb around and move around to determine what gears you need, right? Yeah. Um, so you're, the solution is hidden within the environment. Um, but like the one uh, with the uh, in the in the chateau, with okay. The, um, with the statues, it's just look at the look at the picture, right? That's the answer essentially. Yeah, I don't think I can't think of a way to solve that using the environment. Yeah. Um, and again, a balance is good, but I found most most puzzles is just open the journal, look for the answer, and then that's that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. No, I can see that. Um, I thought the puzzles were like a nice kind of distraction, nice change of pace. Um, it kind of makes you think, like, if Drake can figure out these puzzles so easily... Why hasn't someone figured them out before? But <laughs> then that's kind of meta gaming. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah. I wish there were more puzzles. Actually, I feel like they there weren't enough. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about like the new characters? Um, like I liked Cutter. And... I liked Cutter a lot. Um, I liked him because like. He, I found he and Nate were to be like a little similar. Um, They're kind of counterparts almost. Yeah, like the 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 section in Syria I was actually just playing through earlier, and like Cutter's like really egging Nate on, and Nate egging him on, and like they're figuring out the solutions together. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was interesting contrast to like Sully or um, or Chloe. Um, they're a lot more content to let you just solve the puzzles. Yeah, and it's a different different relationship as well, right? Like, um, Cutter's kind of like... He's new to the players, of course, but um, like I kind of felt like he and Drake were forming like a relationship, and, and that relationship that they have together is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of gets into conflict a bit later. But um, the antagonists... Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about the antagonists. They're just kind of pure evil. Like I need to get this because it's evil to get a big bioweapon. Yeah. But the, I mean, I have, I have difficulty. Like when I'm trying to relate to an antagonist, I I have to kind of try to understand what their motivations are and what their, what their means are and what their abilities are. And really what the antagonists have going for them in this in this game is just like, oh, they've got lots of people for you to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, Marlo has a little bit of a history there with Sully, but they don't really dive deep into that. Um, no. I think I think um, Talbot was a pretty interesting villain. I, I, I would almost argue you probably don't even need Marlo. Um, but I guess, I don't know. The relationship was okay, I suppose. But um, he he was a bit more mysterious and more threatening. 
uh, right? Because of his ability to actually do harm to you and your team. Um, whereas like Marlowe is powerful, yes, but we don't ever really see us um, see that in action. I would say. Yeah, we see the effects kind of of her like interference, but it's Talbot that directly carries out any work. Mm-hmm. He's more of a present concern kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I thought Talbot, especially with like that kind of aura of mystery around him, was pretty interesting. Hmm. Um. I guess like there's one there's one scene near the end. Um, which, you know, spoilers and such, but where Nate has the opportunity to try to save Marlowe. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's kind of one of those... I didn't really get it, I'll be honest. Like, why he tried to save Marlowe. Because, um, hmm. like, it doesn't really make, like... Of course, it's kind of trying to humanize her and humanize Nate. But you think of the number of people that he killed (laughs) getting to this point. Yeah. And the only reason that he would ever reach out to Marlo is because she hasn't directly tried to shoot him. Yeah, it's an interesting point. That didn't really click for me until now. it's It's one of those things that, like, ever since Wonder Woman, actually... It's one thing that's been really bugging me. Um, Quiz. <laughs> like, um, so there's a scene in Wonder Woman where one of the major antagonists, um, you're allowed, like, Wonder Woman is kind of given the opportunity to kill. Um, and she decides not to. But right before, right before that moment, she had been given the, she, like, was in a rage and grief and kills 30 nameless people in a row, like without missing a beat. And then the only reason that she stops is because she sees the face of the person. <laughs> Cause she's had no, I don't remember if she had no interaction with that person or what it was, but there was no reason that she would have spared the person. Anyways, that's, that's my little rant about those kind of moments. But yeah, it's it's I guess it's trying to make the hero seem more heroic. Yeah. And and, and I mean, Nate's not really a hero necessarily. Well, it's it's one of those things like you assume human people like it's human decency kind of thing. Right. Of but in, we're helping out a fellow human. But in the context of a video game where shooting at other people is the main um the main goal. It it really like the the narrative loses a little bit of weight there, right? Um, yeah, it's um. There's actually a term for it. It's ludo narrative dissonance. Hmm. In that, like the the game, the ludo and the narrative, there's like an in, un, incongruency, like a discrepancy between them. Because what you're saying is different than what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and, like um, just for any other example, like Tomb Raider, it tries to portray. Lara as a very kind of weak not weak but um, human like fragile character at the beginning and then as soon as she gets a bow she's pulling off headshots and (laughs) like just destroying people 
I mean, I, I found it as a good way of, of humanizing the villains, actually. Um, like, like Talbot in particular is like, what, like Nate, like Drake, what are you doing? Like help her. Um, and I thought that was interesting because it tells us a little bit about their relationship as well. Mm, true. So, um, it tells us a little bit about Sully also of like, Sully was encouraging Nate to leave her. Um, yeah. Which, you know, may, may be the more logical answer, but yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess, who you choose to be your friends. Uh, I, and who you choose to value, maybe. Yeah, I, I think it was it was in there to make Nate seem like a good person. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the reason, too. And, and I think it would have been better, it would have made more sense if he had not saved her. Because then directly after that, Talbot tries to kill you. Um, and like that have been, would have been much more powerful and made much more sense motivationally um, for Talbot if you had let Marlo die. True, true. So. But, I mean, for the most part, I, I, I like that the ending didn't really have a boss battle. Um, yeah, that was, like, Talbot was basically the final boss, but... yeah. That was that was kind of an interesting because the game starts with like a close combat sequence and then it kind of closes with one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I was expecting like um, some sort of like um, firefight to be the last conflict, and I'm glad that that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes the stakes a little more interesting too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I found I found the story overall to be pretty good. Like um I felt like there there are a few things that like you can tell this twist is coming from a long ways away. Like um anytime he enters a tomb, you know that either the temple's going to crumble around him or he's going to get to the very end and then the bad guy's going to walk in and demand the treasure. Yeah, and then the spiders will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's um well, it reminds me a lot of Indiana Jones. Yeah, for sure. Majorly, yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, the interplay between the characters and it, especially once um, once the party gets separated after Yemen, I feel like the story really starts to get, like, really pick up and get interesting. And, you know, it, like you said, it kind of goes places that you don't expect an Uncharted game to go. Yeah. With, like, the desert and... And and in the desert, like you see Nate, so vulnerable. Um, I I I really enjoyed that that section as like, as like, superhero-y as like surviving a plane crash is, for them to him to be like, lost in the desert for days, mm-hmm. um, and really end up like suffering and and almost dying essentially, um. It, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting to see, like, yeah. And, like, because, like, Uncharted 2, you start out at, like, the lowest point. Um, and then you, it's a flashback, or it's a flash forward, and then you kind of work your way back to that point. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, like, uh, you know, your your lowest point um, is kind of where it should be, I suppose. But Yeah, it's, like, two-thirds of the way through the story. Yeah. About half. I would say it's almost right before the end. I mean, it is right before the end. Um, it's right before you meet Celine. 
True, true. So, but... Yeah, he's... And he's at his lowest, too, because, like, he's lost his friends. He's... Oh, yeah, I'd never... Yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry, I wasn't even thinking about him being at his lowest with the pirates, too, but that's a... You're right. He he, kind of... You kind of lose in Yemen, and then, like, the second half of the game is getting back silly. (laughs) Yeah. When he, like, he... Everything around him is being destroyed and destruction, and eventually he's able to start building himself back up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like I said, I think it's a, a, a perfectly paced game, um, and the perfect length. It doesn't stick around too long, but it's, it's, it's not short either. Um, yeah. Like you said, it tells the story it it wants to tell. Um, I I wish games would give. I wish I guess I wish more more media gives a little bit more time for endings. Because um, I kind of felt like the ending, like the climax comes and then oh, all right, we're going home. Um, a lot of games do that, which yeah. is unfortunate. Because I I I I in particular like a little bit of, of resolution. Um, and reaction to the resolution, but um, yeah, it's um, I was kind of expecting like the ending of the game to be like Nate finally like settling down essentially, um, mm-hmm. and and like putting a, putting away his um, his thievery and his treasure hunting um, for a normal life because I understand that's what happens. Like in Charter Four, you kind of are pulled back into life, if I understand correctly. Yeah. Um, and I th- and I thought this game would be more about that, um, but it really wasn't. Um, which is fine. It's not negative, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good kind of like middle issue comic book, like a little one off <laughs> story, um, before you get back to like the main story, if you will. Yeah, like it's not, there weren't like massive overarching effects aside from like Nate and, um, was it Elena? Elena, yeah. Elena, um, getting back together. Yeah. Although breaking up was the first part that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it was a fairly self-contained story. Um, We never found out what happened to Cutter, did we? No, I was a little disappointed that he and Chloe don't show up again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little disappointed in that, um, particularly because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the Chloe character, but um, yeah. yeah. So that's unfortunate. But uh, does he show up in four? Uh, Cutter? No, I don't think he does. That's too bad. No, I don't. I don't think he. He might show up in the like. There's the one Uncharted game that was um, Chloe and Nadine, a character from Uncharted Four. Okay, yeah, Lost Legacy, right? Yeah, so he might be in there, but yeah, yeah. I um, so I, I, uh, I mentioned I've or you mentioned that I've been playing on Crushing, mode, mm-hmm. which is the hardest difficulty in the game. Um, and I have to say, I have to, I give him credit because it's actually not that bad. <laughs> um, because like I, I found I'm, I'm finding they have a really good balance between of like between enemies do a lot of damage to you but you can damage them very quickly um, okay well that's good 
like headshots are critical and it's not like i have to fire 10 headshots it's more like it, it feels like the same amount of headshots i would have to shoot on normal um that's the, nice the enemies themselves don't feel a lot tougher they don't feel a lot more spongy or anything like that it's just they're a lot more dangerous because that's um, what you don't want right it's just an enemy that takes forever to kill yeah yeah um and so like the most dangerous enemies I'm finding right now are the brutes, um, because they can kill you in basically two hits. Oh wow! Like one of their hits, like one hit from them will take you to like the gray stage, and so and then you're basically done. So, um, other things it does to uh, the only only thing they I feel like they nerf on damage is um, grenades. Grenades do not do as much damage as they did in normal. Okay. Um, but. Uh, another thing is they take away the counter um, icon for combat, so you have okay. to time you have to time your counters as well. Okay. And playing Batman, uh, the Batman Arkham games have has prepared me well for that that task. That's good. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, and and again, stealth is also a really good alternative. Um, there are sections where I was able to stealth through that I didn't know that I could stealth through. Well, so, that's good. Um, it's just, it's just taking the time to learn the routes and then if you fail, just restart and, and, and get better each time. So, yeah. <laughs> Although there was one section in Syria where I, I killed everybody but one person and I was running around the map for like five minutes trying to find that one person. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I finally found him. So, mm-hmm. so, um, how would you rate this game, Graham, on our, on our scale here? Oh boy, I'm 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 honestly blanking a little bit about the characters on our scale now. Um, I don't know. I'd say like it's either um, like a what is it? Like a Rise or a um, Yosuke. Okay. I'd say okay because it's because it's very familiar. Like it's um, nothing, nothing too crazy. Like how do I say this? It's got a lot of excitement in it. Um, but it's also not something that's like wildly different and wildly unfamiliar. So like I'd probably yeah yeah like a Risei or a Yosuke like because it's got that probably Risei actually because it's got that bombastic but it's also you know like down to earth. I think I might give it a Yosuke. Okay. Because it's got that like familiarity and that yeah that's a very good, very apt way of putting it, Graham. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to know that we didn't get to experience the multiplayer or co-op. Um, the PS4 version doesn't have it, and the PS3 version's server is just closed. But, yes. But Uncharted co-op mm, is the way to play Uncharted. Really? I, I, I played a lot of it with in, uh, in 2. I didn't a, even know you could do co-op. Uh, it's not the story. It's like separate co-op missions. Oh, okay. But it's like three people co-op, and it's like it's like a one level, if you will. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, mm. So uh, there, the multiplayer and the co-op aspects are really enjoyable as well. Um, not that we got to experience them, but okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed them. Yeah. So I'll have to get into it for at some point. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the series goes from here because Uncharted Four was like, I think it's the best-selling. Not only the best selling of the series, but I think it's the best selling of the entire PlayStation 4. Um, and so I know it's it's the finale of Drake's story. 
Yeah. Not not that I know what happens, so please don't spoil it for me. But I feel as though like those sales figures are just going to push them to continue the series. Well, I think that's where they've come in with those like side stories where like you've got the one that's the like Chloe and Nadine. Mhm. Where it's still the uncharted feel, but it's the different characters. Yeah. And I'm trying to see if there's any sales figures on Lost Legacy, but yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see where the series goes um mm-hmm. i think i did not did I make lost legacies yeah yeah okay yeah it'll be see where it'll be interesting to see where naughty dog goes in the future um because obviously last of us 2 is coming out um very very oh, hyped boy, yeah. that um very excited to see what's gonna happen there so it'll be interesting to see what the future of of um this naughty series dog. holds yeah, or Uncharted at least. You yeah. Because um, I feel like Naughty Dog, they like to, I don't know, push push the envelope and, and do something different. Well, especially um, like they kind of, I don't know if they revolutionized, but like with their animation system in Uncharted like 1 and 2, I think they, I don't know if it was there in 1, but it was definitely there in 2, how they... um layer animations on top of each other so we can be running and reloading the gun at the same time. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Graham, because that was one of my biggest issues with this game is that I would start reloading and then I would go to move and run somewhere and he would stop reloading. Oh, really? Yeah, all the time. Or I don't know if it was because I was just moving or because I was like, I initiated a run or I initiated getting into cover. But there are definitely times where I'm reloading and I do another action that then cancels the reloading and it was Uh very it was very frustrating because there is a trophy in the game (laughs) where you have to kill 50 enemies without ever auto reloading your weapon which essentially means don't empty your entire clip yeah so after every time you kill somebody you're constantly reloading um i haven't gotten the trophy yet but i'll get it eventually but it was it was frustrating because i would think that i had reloaded the weapon and then you hadn't i hadn't so, um, yeah, but back to your animation point, um, I, I, I feel, I feel like they set a, a standard with the level of character animation, um, in even Uncharted 1. Like, Uncharted 1 still looks very, um, good. It, I think it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. I would argue, but particular. well, yeah. In Uncharted 3, uh, it's it's funny how you look back and, like, it's not as good-looking as you remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, games on the PlayStation 3. Um, like, the characters look great, but it's the environment um, that you you can see sort of, like, the um, the delay and textures loading properly um, hmm. or things like that um, where you kind of see the, the polish start to wean because you're so used to seeing, you know, games like God of War on the PS4. Um, but that's where um, it's kind of funny. I've almost got a bit of the inverse with um, Uncharted, like because I played it on the remaster. Oh yeah. So the textures and the environments are incredible, ah, but sometimes the characters don't really feel like they belong in it. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, like they're almost superimposed on top of the world sometimes. Huh. Yeah, it's just a. 
I think it's part in part because like the 60 frames per second, um, mm. which is it's a weird thing to complain about, but <laughs> um, it almost made me it made it feel a little unreal to me. And I, that's probably just the way that I'm perceiving it, but it right. almost felt like like an arcade game. Hmm. Um, it didn't, I guess, coming off Uncharted 4, which is 30, um, it it felt, it took a little while to get used to. Yeah. Um, and you notice a little bit of the animation, like not jankiness, I guess jankiness, of like their feet sliding around a little bit more and... Mm. Because that's stuff that they really did. I can remember they did a really good job of in the next one. So it's one of those things where going back, it doesn't look quite as good as you remember. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I do. But overall, pick, like, yeah, I do want to pick up the remaster to see how it feels. Because I, I've, I've heard they've done a lot of improvements to how the game, the gameplay is handled. So. Yeah, I. I can't really tell because yeah. <laughs> I never played the originals. Yeah. yeah, I would play it if you have a yeah. PS. If you have a PS4, the especially un- if you have the remaster. Well, the Nathan Drake collection is the first three games, and I think it retails regular place at twenty bucks, thirty. Twenty maybe? bucks. Twenty yeah. bucks. Yeah. So I mean, if it goes on sale for fifteen or ten, which it regularly does, that's three games for even three games for twenty dollars, and it's. Um, they're they're great games, so yeah, high quality. Yeah, and so I'm probably gonna pick up Uncharted Four if it goes on sale, and I get a gift card for Christmas. So, oh, nice! It's on my list, but I have a lot of things on my list. Yeah, <laughs> the endless struggle. I know. <laughs> I can't wait to retire. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, you can find us on the social medias. You can on our Facebook, and we've got an Instagram, and we've got a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. And uh, we're on the iTunes. Yeah, iTunes and Google Play Store. So Spotify. if you want, feel free to leave us a rating. Um, oh, yeah, Spotify, too, for for all those people. Um, yeah, have I missed anything? I, I don't normally so. do this section. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Give us a rating. Uh, give us a, some game suggestions. We always always appreciate those. Um, yep. And, t- and uh, tell your friends. Yeah. S- say hey, listen to this. Yeah. If you enjoy it, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like, just want to make a another shout out for game suggestions because, like, especially this is this is one of the things that I mentioned that I appreciate a lot about the podcast is playing games that i wouldn't have played before mm-hmm. or wouldn't have thought of playing like this one i would not probably have played if i hadn't you know done the podcast so i do appreciate all sorts of interesting and new games to play absolutely one other thing i want to mention before we hit sign out um our good friend steven are, uh, has made some incredibly interesting fan art that i requested of him i don't know if you've seen it yet graham um, is it new yes After... it is new um, okay yeah it's it's uh i asked him to make some fan art of as you of you as link and me as midna and, and uh, he did it and he did it 
And uh, if you'd like to see that, I'll, I'll be posting that to our Instagram. That's already on our Twitter. But uh, I'll probably post on the Facebook as well. But shout okay. out to Stephen, who uh, is a gem. Good on you, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and with that, we will uh, we will say goodbye until next time. All right. See ya.